Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. All right, today is definitely uh, a powerful day, amen? Uh, and what I'm going to talk to you about, again, is going to be in two parts. The title will be the same, but it's in two parts. One's going to be dealing with you, and the one's going to be dealing with the issues that's going on in this world. My title for this message today is The Peace Process. There's a peace process that's going on right now in your life as well as in the world. So at first, while you are fasting and praying and believing God, that this one thing that I told you about that you can get free of, everybody has one, at least one issue. I told you that last Sunday. Well, I ask you to take that issue and bring it before the Lord and sacrifice it. Doing this fast, release that thing. It could be smoking. It could be drinking. It could be drugs, it could be sex, it could be pornography. Whatever that issue is, it's opening the door for all the other demons to come into your life, for all the other spirits to come into your life, or for your flesh to take more control. So if you surrender that thing, you will then learn how to defeat the other issues of your life. Stop letting the devil trick you your whole life. This thing will travel with you your whole life and stop and block your blessings. It is time for you now to move into the things that God has called and designed for you. Do you realize that what God said is going to happen in the earth is going to happen without a doubt? The only thing that what he wants that he can't get to happen when it comes to you. And it's all because he did one thing. He said, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. You choose. He didn't do that when it comes to the world. He told the world, he says, as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall continue. The world has to continue on its course. But he gave you a choice to divert from your course if you want to. It is his desire that you come back to him and that you live for him and let him live through you. But he has put himself out there and said, but I want you to choose. I want you to be with me, but you don't have to be. I said both before you, life and death. Blessings and curses. So you choose. Everybody in here can hear God's voice. You know when God tells you to refrain from doing a thing. If you disobey and you go ahead and do it, yes, God will forgive you, but the consequences are still left. You cannot sin and get away with it. There are consequences. So I ask you the question, do you want deliverance or just forgiveness? Let me explain. Most people like what they're doing. They like what they're doing so much. You like the feel of getting high. You like the feel of having sex. You like the feel of watching porn. You want, you, 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 you're okay with what you're doing. You like it. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you don't want to let it go. You don't want deliverance. But you know you're wrong, so you want forgiveness. 
when you mess up, you know you messed up, but you got some reservation in your mind that you're going to do it again. You know you're going to smoke some more dope. So you don't ask for deliverance. You ask for forgiveness. Our God wants you delivered. Well, he has declared in his word, you are mine and I am yours. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You were made in his image and in his likeness. Therefore, sin shall not dominate your life. You don't have to sin. You don't have to. Why? Because you were made in his image. He made you just like him. So therefore, you can act like God. My God does not sin. That's why he said, if you mess up, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, somebody who's going to plead your case. You repent. Get the forgiveness. And God says, it's like it has never done before. Amen? So I ask you again, do you want deliverance or just forgiveness? Don't answer it out loud. Answer it in your own heart. Do you want deliverance or just forgiveness? Our God is a God of peace. What I mean when I say that is that God said, come let us reason together. Let's talk about this. What do you want in life? You want blessings or curses? I offer you peace. I'm, not gonna, I'm no longer going to argue with you about how you live your life. He that is holy, let him be holy still. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. This year, this season, this time, this day, you must choose. God offers you peace. He's not fighting with you or arguing with you about the issues in your life. If you want to be blessed, he's the one, the many-breasted one who will bless you. If you want to be cursed, then he has to reframe his presence. He has to step back. I have four children, four kids, and I will not sit back and watch and, and want to watch either one of them going through hurt, pain, misery without trying to do something. That's why I understand now what God says. He turned his back on your sins because he understands what your sins are doing to you. And he can't watch you. He can't stand. Being God, being your father, cannot sit back and do nothing when he sees what sin is doing to you. So therefore, he turns his back. I understand Jesus, when, he said, when, when sin was laid upon him, he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? Because the sins were laid on you, and I can't have nothing to do with that sin. The enemy knows this. And that's why he want to keep you in sin. That's why sin is enjoyable. But it's just for a season. It won't last. 
So I, I, I lay something before you today, and that is the peace of God. And it's a process that you're going to have to go through to get it. I'm not saying that the process is going to be easy. Because when you follow the word of God, it's not going to be easy. You have to bear your cross and follow him. You're going to have to pick up that word and do what that word says do. No matter how you feel, you're going to have to get your emotions out of it. And your obedience is going to have to take place of your emotions. You may not feel like forgiving somebody, but the word declares that you do it. You may not feel like loving somebody, but God declares this is how they're going to know you're my disciples. So the process is not going to be easy. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you to sacrifice. It's going to cost you to give up something that you hold dear, and that's your very life. Your integrity, all of this is laying on the line. Your emotions, your will, your soul. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5 through 7, from the New Living Translation. Let everyone see that you're considerate in all that you do. Mm -hmm. You know what? I was at one of the, um, at, one, at, a, at, at work, and uh, I was leaving out the door, and one of the security guards stopped me. She said, now, are you one of those ministers? I said, one of those ministers? She said, I can tell something about you that's different. I said, what do you mean? She said, you're a minister. I said, what make you think of a minister? I dressed like a minister. I had on blue jeans. I had on this. I had on a hat. She said, no, just something about you. You look like you're one of them. I said, I'm sorry, but one of them, what are you talking about? Do you go to church? I said, well, yeah, everybody should go to church. And she said, well, there's something different about you. I said, well, what's different? She said, I can't tell it. I don't know. It's just something. I said, well, yes, ma'am. I am one of them. I am a minister. She said, I know I could tell her. Then I started telling some more stuff about it. And then I told her what the church is. She said, I thought that was a white church. I said, this is a church for anybody. White, blue, African, Jamaican, whatever. Just come on in. So she ended up saying that, but it was a revelation to me. And I said something back to her. I said, you know what has just happened to you? She said, what? I said, by their fruits, you should know them. God is dealing with you and speaking to you. Whether you're in church or not, God is setting you up and letting you know that you can identify the anointing. I said, I don't have to have a suit on, but you recognize it. I said, so now you have to recognize what he's doing in your life. So what I did was turn it back on her. Okay. But anyway, the thing that I want you to see is that consider it. You know, being, don't be ugly all the time. You know, you, know you, you don't have to be that way all the time. You know, try to bag up a little bit. Be, be, be nice. You know what? Even if you're going through issues, you're going through a divorce, you're going through heartache, you're going, you don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be nasty. Your God is not ugly, and he is not nasty. I told you this is going to require you to do some things. I'm, I'm not just teaching you, teaching you. I'm teaching you his nature, his character. You know what? When I used to, they, they old now, I don't whoop them no more, I just take things away from them. But when my kids were younger and they did something wrong, I had to gear myself up to whoop them. Some of y'all who have children, you know that. You have to get yourself mad so you can whoop them. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now think about what they do and then start hollering and fussing and carrying on and then all of a sudden now you're worked up. Now you can whoop them. Your discipline needs discipline. 
So what you have to do is calm yourself down. What if God came at you when he was angry? So therefore, what I want us to do is be considerate. Act like God would act. Consider how he would handle this situation. And you're going to get the blessings out of it. If you don't do it, you can't have the blessings. Matter of fact, you put yourself under judgment because you know better. Y'all ready to hear this today? All right. I know you need it, and I'm going to give it to you. Be considerate in some of the things you do. Thank you. In all things that you do. Remember, the law is coming what soon? Did you hear why he's telling you to be considerate? Because I'm coming soon, and you don't know how soon. It could be before I finish this message. Mm -hmm. If the Lord was coming back in the next hour, how would you live right now? What's in you now that you're going to ask for forgiveness for? You need to do it right now. You want me to give you a moment? Uh All right. The Lord is coming soon. Be considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Why? Because he's coming soon. You worry about how you're going to get this money, how you're going to make that. Hold on. He's coming soon. And it might be real soon. Stop worrying about how you're going to make it. How, what's, going, what's your life going to look like the next 10 years? No, 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 no. What does it look like right now? What's your relationship like right now? Don't worry about anything. Instead, since you've got to keep living, instead of worrying about how you're going to make it, pray about it. Instead of trying to figure out how you're going to make it, pray about how you're going to make it. Talk to God about how you're going to make it. Discuss with him, reason with him, talk to him about how you're going to make it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. God is giving you a way out right here. He said, stop worrying about it and tell me what you need. I'm working with you, not against you. So tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. You tell him what you need, but guess what? He's done so much stuff in your life. God I need this car. But you know what? I want to thank you for that job. I want to thank you for the house. I want to thank you for the bed to sleep in. I want to thank you for the food that I ate. You know what? It took your mind off of what you wanted because you're thanking him for what he has done. So many times we forget about what he has done and we focus on what we want so bad and we get so far away from him because we're looking at what we want. God said, I got that. You told me what you wanted. Let me handle what you want. Tell me what I've done magnify me in your life. Let me know that you know that, you know what? There was a movie I watched once. It was called, what was that movie called? You don't know, do you? It was called uh, <laughs> Troy. It was called Troy. Achilles. 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 What was his name? Achilles. 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 This boy was a warrior. He was a fighter. He was bad. He killed anything that got in his way. And, I mean, it was bad. Well, when he came up on the other guy, who was going to fight him because he had killed his nephew, Achilles was getting ready to fight this guy, and this guy stumbled over a rock. And he said, oh, no, get up. I'm not going to let no rock take my glory. God said the same thing. You got to know who I am. I'm not going to let your toys and your gifts take my glory. 
I'm not going to let your job take my glory. I'm not going to let your parents take my glory. You got to come to me and thank me for what I've done because that means you understand who I am. Because you can get it twisted. You can think that your mama got you that car. You can think that your brother got you that house. You can think your sister got you those things. And I'm not going to let your mama, your sister, nor your daddy take my glory. So you come back to me and you thank me for what I've done in your life. You let me know you know where your blessings come from. You want to come to me and ask me for something, but you won't come back and you won't thank me for what I already. Let me know you know what's up. Mm-hmm. So thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. You won't even worry about that thing no more. You'll turn around after you done magnified God, and you done told him, God, I thank you. You God, you got me. God, you got this. And then you can turn around, that thing don't even matter no more. Why? Because you got the peace of God. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It works the same way for whatever issue you've got going on in your life. God, I need to be delivered from this thing. God, I remember when I thought I wasn't going to get out. God, I remember when I thought I wasn't going to make it. God, I remember when I thought. God, I remember. God, I remember. And you turn around, that thing don't mean nothing no more. You see how it works? Uh-huh. You, 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 you've got to want to be set free from it. Some of you who hooked on smoking, you, you, God, God, I want to get delivered from this thing. Okay, God, God, I remember when you delivered me from that. God, I remember when I was in that car wreck, and I knew that I was nobody supposed to be getting. God, I remember when my child. God, I remember when it. You know what? That don't mean nothing no more. You done magnified God so much in your heart and your life. Psst, I don't need that cigarette. You see how it works? But if you don't do it, he can't be magnified. All right, let's go on. Got a lot to get in. All right, all right. Uh, hold on. Did I finish reading that scripture? Come back one more time. I'm sorry. Keep up with me if you can. All right. Then you will experience God's peace. Watch this, which exceeds anything we can understand. God's peace supersedes your understanding. In other words, you can go through some stuff, and people look at you, and they wonder, why are you not freaking out? Why are you here? They will say, you know what, girl? I don't know how I could have made it. And you're saying, I don't know how you could have made it either. But what you have is the peace of God. And therefore, you can get through some stuff that other folks are going to freak out over. So don't try to act like they act. Don't act like the world act when God has given you his peace. People expect, they're going to treat you, they're going to cuss you out, they're going to say stuff, they expect you to to react the way they want you to react. But when you bless them, you know what, you just cuss me out, let me buy you your lunch. They don't know what to say. They see your fruit. And before it's over, they're going to apologize, if not to you, to God. Mm -hmm. All right. So the peace of God will exceed anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and what? Your mind as you live out your life in Christ Jesus. See, you're living your life in Christ. If you accepted Jesus Christ, you're living your life in Christ in the Scriptures And guess what? God knows how hard it is to live the word. So therefore, he said, I give you my peace, and my peace is going to be with you as you live out your life in Christ. 
Because everybody's not going to like you. There's going to be some people who are going to turn on you, who are going to call you everything but a child of God. And there's a lot of other things that they can call you. Okay? So God said, I'm going to give you my peace while you live out this walk. While you walk this walk, you've got my peace. Amen? You follow me so far? Can we go a little deeper? Watch this. Last week I told you about the command that God gave. He gave a promise, and it's still in effect today. Okay? I'm going to show you how, how strong that promise is. When God started working with Abraham, God gave him a command and an awesome promise. And I told you that last week. He said this. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you according to Genesis chapter 12. He was telling Abraham, get out from all those other people who are going to take my glory. I'm getting ready to do something in your life right now that I'm going to take glory for. I'm sending you somewhere that you don't even know. So you won't be able to say, my mama told me to go over there, my daddy came over there, or my daddy had this going on. No, God said, I'm going to get this glory. It's going to be based on me. This command was given to Abraham a long time ago, according to Genesis. All right? Watch this next scripture. The promise was, God, if you obey me, if you be obedient. So now, what are all the things that you want? How are you going to get the things that you want from God? Obedience. If you obey me, God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. I will make you great. I will make a great nation out of you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make you somebody. People are going to know you. If you just obey me, I don't care if you're going to the city. I don't care if you're going to the field. I don't care if you're going to the ghetto. People are going to know you because you obey me. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make you what? Famous. <laughs> He will make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. Obedience going to make you a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who treat you with contempt. Contempt, I told you, is a court term. It means disrespect. If anybody disrespect you, I curse them. Mm -hmm. All the families of the earth on earth will be blessed through you. And this is what God's saying. Hold right here for a moment. God is simply saying this to Abraham. I'm going to bless you. Anybody that curse you, I'm going to curse them. I'm getting ready to flip the script. I'm not talking about you no more. I've given you enough right now that I can call it amen. I can call it so be it. I can finish my message about you. Now I'm going to tell you about something that's getting ready to affect you. Just like we just received these promises that God just said, these promises have been in effect since God gave them to Abraham, and they are still in effect right now. You're going to have to shift your mind and shift your gear to be able to follow with me where I'm going next. I'm not doing this to make you afraid. I'm doing this to make you aware that God holds true to his promises. You believe what I just told you, what God said, that he's going to bless you. If you be obedient, he's going to do this, do this, do this. Well, guess what? The promises are still out there. I don't know if you know it or not, but there's another side of this world. In other words, this is America. If you go all the way to the other side, to the Middle East, there's a place that God's dealing with called Israel. Now, 
A long time ago, you hadn't thought about it, but a long time ago, over 2,000 years ago, they was crucifying God in Israel. Well, who knows? America wasn't a state then, but guess what? It was some stuff going on over here on this side of the world that we knew nothing about. We didn't have the technology. We didn't know he had been born. We didn't know they was crucifying him. We didn't know all the miracles. But on this side of the world, we probably was living the life that we was living, not even aware. What God has done in this day and time is allowed technology to connect you with the world on the other side. And not only connect you with it, but connect you with the same promises on the other side. So what affects that side affects this side. What affects God's people, Abraham's people, his children. I told you last week, the Bible said we are Abraham's seed. So whatever happens affect them will affect us because we're his seed. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying there's something going on over there on the other side of the world that I want to bring you aware of today. And I want you to be ready. Watch this. Resolution 2, 3, 4. On January the 15th, when is January the 15th? Today. Today. January 15th, biblical prophecy could be fulfilled when 70 nations gather in Paris, and not say it's too sure, in Paris for the Middle East Peace Conference. And Israel fears the return to the pre-1967 borders, which will be decided upon. Listen to me good. I just took this out this past week out of the newspaper, okay? Our, in 1967, have anybody heard of the Six-Day War? That's when the, all those nations, Egypt and all those nations, came against that little old country called Israel to try to wipe them off the map. God stepped in and defeated all those nations over there in six days, gave Israel the seventh day to rest. He stamped his approval on it. This war they thought was going to wipe Israel out because they were so outnumbered and they should not be alive today. God stepped in and stopped them and they won that war in six days. They defeated all those nations and made them surrender to Israel. And Israel got Jerusalem back and took their land back. That's the same land that God gave Abraham in the covenant promise. Now Israel have their land back, and God said, don't divide my land. What our president, ex-president, who's going out, just did in December, the 29th, well, not 29th, but the 23rd. Watch this. Go on. Go to the next one. No, not that one. I don't really show up that one. You come back to that one. But, uh, well, let me show it. Go back, go back, go back, go back. I'll show it, I'll show it, I'll show it. My bad. Okay, do y'all see this map? You see how big Egypt is? You see how big Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Syria? That's where they're doing all the fighting at now. In Syria, right up here somewhere, there's a little place called Damascus. You're going to hear a lot about that coming up because Damascus is going to be level. But anyway, but uh, where is Israel? This little old part right here. You mean to tell me all these big old nations got their tail whipped when they try to take Israel out? You can't do that unless there's a God on your side. They beat all these countries, Egypt, Turkey, all these countries. They beat them all in six days and had the seventh day. That little old country, that little old place right in there, Israel. Now, all this belonged to them, Jordan. But guess what? Jordan is really given over to the Palestinians. It's Palestine. They ain't happy right now. They want this right here. 
So they want all of Israel right now. They want to push Israel into the sea. So now Jordan has divided Israel's land. They got some of Israel's land. They ain't have it. Or Jordan, another name for the Palestinians, they want more of the land now. They really want this little city right here. Whoever rules Jerusalem rules the world. The devil knows this. That's why he's after Jerusalem. Watch this. Let me show you this. Our president, along with the United Nations, United, on December the 23rd, while we were getting ready for our uh, Christmas celebration, the devil was up to something. Mm -hmm. The United Nations Security Council Resolution 234 was adopted on the 23rd of December 2016. It concerns the Israelis' settlement in the Palestinians' territory occupied since 1967. At the war, when God won, gave them the victory of it, they took possession of this land. Who land is, does it belong to? Don't say, yeah, Israel. Israel. It belonged to their land. God just showed you because he gave it back to them. All right? Now, including East Jerusalem, the resolution passed in a 14-0 vote by members of the U.N. Security Council. Four members of the United Nations Security Council veto power were China, France, Russia, and the United Kingdom. They all voted for the resolution. The United States abstained. For four decades, the United States has always voted against. They've always vetoed this solution. This, this, this solution or this resolution says that Israel goes back to 1967 before they won the war. So all that land over there belongs to the Palestinians. So the war that they fought to get their land back don't exist now. Israel is in, 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 in territory that belongs to the Palestinians, according to what our president just did. He's divided God's land. The resolution states that Israel's settlements activities con constitute a flagrant violation meaning that the U.N. now is meeting today to decide how they're going to handle Israel. They want Israel to come to the table and talk to them about how much land they're going to take from them or how much land they're going to give them. What did that scripture say? Whoever bless you, I will bless them. Whoever curse you, I will curse them. If that scripture is still in effect for our life today, you better believe he's a God of covenant. We need to be not only fasting but praying for America. Why America? Let me finish. The resolution states that Israel's settlement activities constitute a flagrant violation of international law and has no legal violation. Wait a minute. Hold on. God gave me this land, and you're going to tell me that I don't have a legal right to it? That's what the devil been telling you all your life. <laughs> you don't have a right to be blessed. Look how messed up you are. Look how crooked you are. But that's a lie. Whom God has blessed, he has blessed. For the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. God's not going to take it back that he blessed you. He's not running short on blessings. It demands that Israel stop such activity and fulfill his obligation as an occupying power. Do you know what that means, an occupying power? That means that you're there just to keep the peace until we come in. So Israel, 
Thank you for keeping up our country for us. Thanks for all the technology that you gave us. But guess what? Time to turn it over to us now. That's what it means to be an occupying power. you there until the other power really comes in place. On the, the fourth Geneva Convention. Pastor, what does this have to do with church? It has to do with everything with us. We're connected to this covenant. Let me go on. The head of the Israeli government predicted that another anti-Israel document might arise following the planned Mideast summit in Paris on January the 15th, which is today. The Israeli prime minister fears further moves could be made before U.S. President Barack Obama leaves office on January the 20th. Hold on, I know you're going to throw stuff at me. Let me get behind this place so that you do. All right. Your president, who's in place right now, is an antichrist. He may not be the antichrist, but he is one. His action, by their fruits, you should. And I know you don't like me saying that, but I'm saying it anyway. And you better not touch me because he said, whoever bless me, he's going to bless. If you curse me, he's going to get you. So, President Barack Obama is an antichrist. I'm going to get mad. Get it out of your system because I need to teach you some more. All right. He has not only, in the last, the, we call a lame duck section, session, it's when the president don't try to enact any laws or try to do anything. He's just getting ready to get the White House ready and get things set up so he can pass the power off to the next president. There's no president ever has done what President Obama is doing right now. He's making laws. He's making decrees. And this thing what he just signed against Israel is irrevocable. President Trump cannot change it. Because it's going to take the, all those members of, of the United Nations will have to vote for him to be able to change it. That ain't finna happen. So now Israel is on the verge of war. Let me keep going. Watch this. Today's headline. The world diplomatic, uh, do, uh, the, the world diplomats in Paris a meeting to urge or to get a point to renew the Mideast talks. They want to start back talking about them again. They want to get them back on the table. Well, let me tell you this. There cannot be a two-state solution. Even though they're going to vote on it, even though it's going to happen, but it's going to upset God. Because God said that's his land. And he told you, don't mess with my land. Don't divide my land. And they're over there right now. They, what our President Barack Obama has done is divided Israel. Now they're over there meeting on how they're going to now implement it. Now, if, uh, which Israel said, I'm not going to let it happen. Guess what? Now the United Nations can get all their armies, the world armies, to come together and come against Israel. It might invoke Psalms 83 war. That's a war that's going to happen in Israel where Israel going to come back and fight these folks in some kind of way. Damascus is going to be destroyed. They're going to bag off and somebody's going to come in with a peace treaty for seven years. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but we're supposed to be gone at that time. Oh, that sounds like it's far off. Baby, it's happening today. That's how close to soon we are. 
When I told you the Lord said he's coming soon, that's how close to soon we are. They might come out of a meeting and get mad and they start shooting off bombs and we're out of here. All right. The Associated Press, uh, this came from the Associated Press today. Uh, I got it this morning early. I wasn't watching the TV. I pulled it off on the Internet. Now, I wasn't surfing the Internet, so some of y'all who got some issues and you know you don't need to be surfing the Internet, then you don't go back surfing the Internet saying that you're trying to find out what pastor did. <laughs> well, pastor surfs the Internet. I can say, no, you have some issues that you don't need to be looking at on the Internet. Okay? I, I knew what I was going after, so I wasn't going after nothing else. I don't care all that little, little stuff that pops up beside or whatever. It didn't matter to me because I'm looking for God. So some of y'all who think, well, he fancy, he got on the Internet. Like some of y'all mis- misinterpret what I said last week about I cuss. I said hell, and hell ain't a bad word because it's in the Bible. I might have took it out of content, but that did not give you a right to go cussing. Pastor cuss, so I can cuss you out. Blankety blank, blank, blank. You lying. You wrong, and you need to repent. All right, now let me get back to my message. All right, where was I? All right. Now, fearing a new eruption of violence in the Mideast, more than seven, in other words, since Israel, since Barak has said this, now Israel's saying, you're not going to get my land. That ain't happening. You come over here if you want to. You might walk over here, but you're going to hop back. <laughs> Israel is not playing. All right. Now, they're fearing a new eruption of violence in the Middle East. More than 70 world diplomats gathered in Paris on Sunday, that's talking about today, to push for the renewal peace talks that will lead to a Palestinian state. Now you're saying that Palestine now not happy with Jordan. They finna take over Jerusalem. They finna take over Israel. The conference... It's meant to be, for, to be a forceful message to U.S. President-elect Donald Trump. Look, Donald Trump, President Barack Obama has signed this peace agreement. He signed this peace accord. Now, you need to get it right and leave us alone. They are doing this before he takes out of office. Because when Barack gets out of office, President uh, Trump is going to embrace Israel. Barack pushed Israel away. Mm-hmm. Say what you want about Trump. He's just done something right. That means you've got to give him a chance. And you've got to give God a chance with him. He's made a decision that your president for eight years wouldn't make. And you still like him. I'm going to tell you the truth. Y'all, a lot of y'all like him because he's black. Now, nah, get mad. You like him because he's black. For a black man, there we got somewhere. When are you going to get somewhere? <laughs> More money. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, <laughs> so the conference is meant to, meant to be a forceful message to U.S. President-elect Donald Trump and Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that much of the world wants peace. Much of the world wants peace. Much of the world wants peace. No, y'all want this land. It ain't about peace. Because if it's about peace, you'll leave them alone. And you wouldn't make God mad. So the world wants peace. Seeing a two-state solution is the best way to achieve it in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. A two-state solution. Divide the land. You know what? America, quit lying to me. Because you don't want peace. You don't want a two-state solution to stop everything. Because if you had to believe that America, 
You have a two-state solution when it comes to the American Indians and the United, people, United States people. You put them in a colony somewhere and told them to be happy. If you believe in a two-state solution, you would give Mexico back New Mexico. You took their land. So quit playing. You're being a hypocrite. That's what you're doing. You want to go over there and mess with Israel because God belongs to that nation and he belongs to us. Only reason America is blessed the way it is because when Israel was kicked out of Spain, that's when Columbus discovered the Indians' territory, which we call America. And they opened the doors up to immigrants to come in. They all came in through New York. They came in through the place where it's been wide open for people to come in now. That's why America, that's how America got blessed. It received Israelis. It received Israel people coming into the United States. And God said, whoever bless you, I bless them. So guess what? If the covenant is still in alive today, it's still alive for your life too. If God still honor that covenant today, he's going to honor the covenant in your life. Whoever bless you, he's going to bless him. Whoever curse you, if you obey me, God says. All right, watch this. Netanyahu has snubbed. This is another article. Netanyahu, who has snubbed Sunday's conference as rigid as rigged against Israelis, and Trump's incoming administration isn't taking part. So Netanyahu and United States or President, uh, President Trump said, you know what, I'm not going to the conference. I'm not going to be a part. Well, they didn't want him there now, no way, because he's not president yet. They're still trying to acknowledge Barack Obama. And Barack Obama, if he gets there, if, if, <laughs> prophecy has been that Barack won't leave office. I don't know if he will or not. If he don't, we know who the Antichrist is, for sure. He ain't A now, he's the. Go figure it out. All right. All right. So the gathering is an empty summit. This is what, what, what they're saying. That, is, that was cooked up behind Israel's back and is designed to force conditions on the country that are against his, inter, his national interests. Netanyahu said, the French diplomats fear Trump will unleash the new, te- new tensions in the region by, watch this, condoning settlement on land claimed by the Palestinians and potentially moving the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to contested Jerusalem. Who contesting Jerusalem? It's a settled deal. God gave it to Israel. But now what, what Barack has done has made what he did by giving them the land irrevocable, unchangeable, a done deal. President Trump said, okay, Israel, what we're going to do is take our embassy and move it to Jerusalem. Wherever the embassy goes, it stands as the capital of that city. So if you take your embassy and move it to Jerusalem, the United States is then acknowledging that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. And now it's getting ugly now. Now these seven nations are over there having a meeting and saying that we need to do something before the 20th. We are on the edge of time. Some of y'all living like you don't want to get out your mess. I tell you this, I'm going to the other side. Now, if you don't want to go, you don't have to. But I'm getting my little self together so I can go. Miss Sophia, if you don't want to go, baby, I love you, but hey. Mm-hmm. This is how close we are, y'all. 20 days away, your President Barack Obama might not leave off. I pray that God, that we pray, and that God give us some time. 
and that this man go and get out of office because he's messing up. He messing up real bad. Somebody need to call because he didn't answer my calls no more. <laughs> Tell him I said his arms are too short to box with God. According to a draft statement obtained by the Associated Press on Friday, the conference will, be, will, urge, will urge Israel and the Palestinians to officially reinstate the commitment of a two-state solution. Give us your land. We really want Jerusalem, by the way. And you can just run along. How many of you know that ain't happening? It ain't happening. It also affirms that the international community will not recognize changes to Israel per 1967 lines without agreement on both sides. So from now on, because what President Barack Obama has done, we're not acknowledging anything that's going on in Jerusalem. It's Palestinian territory. Forget the war of 1967. It never happened. Watch this. This is a warning that God gave years ago, centuries ago, decades. Joel chapter 3, verse 2. This is from the King James Version. I've used King James because somebody say, if it ain't King James, it ain't Bible. That's not true. Anyway, so here we go. From the King James Version. I will also gather all nations. Who's gathering right now? All nations. Do you realize 70 nations, uh, oh, God, okay, let me go deep right quick. Anybody remember Noah? He had three sons. Those sons had different nations that came out from, all three nations can be tied back to, 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 to Noah's three sons. How many nations was it in all that sprouted out in Genesis? 70. 70 stands for all nations. God said, I'm going to bring all nations, what he's saying right now, I will gather all nations, and I will bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will plead with them there. They're not at the valley of Jehoshaphat now, but God said, I'm going to do something that's going to cause them to come down to the valley of Jehoshaphat so I can talk with them. So you, so you don't like Israel, right? You don't like my people. You want to take me? <laughs> she said, I'm not no devil. Don't be looking at me. <laughs> Go talk to Barack. <laughs> told you you could talk too much. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, all right. So I will plead with them there for my people. He said, what? I'm pleading for my people. God is stepping in. Why? Because ain't nobody fighting for Israel. So God stepped in and said, I'm not going to let no rock. America, step out the way. So something's going to happen to America to make them move out the way. And God says, look, I'm going to talk to you about this before you do it. These are my people. And I'm pleading with you to get your stuff and get out of here. And you need to do it quick. Now, that's, of course, my terminology. All right. So, I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So they're going to make a decision. They're going to make a treaty. They're going to make a, a peace treaty, a treaty. And they are going to part Israel. 
And God said, that's when I'm stepping in now. And I'm going to plead with you to get out of my land. You know what's happening for Israel? How many of y'all live in houses? It's just like somebody sent you a note and told you to vacate. Get out. I got somebody else who won't live in your house. You need to get out. I don't care how long you paid. I don't care if you're not behind on your rent. I don't care if your mortgage is paid off. I'm sending you this notice. Eviction. Get out. That's what they did to Israel. Sent them an eviction notice. Get out this land. God says, whoever blessed you, I will bless them. I pray that God see what President, and President Trump, he's not president yet, so it ain't registering yet. And we just hope to get past the 20, Lord. Look, get past the 20, Lord. Let him get past 20. Because there's a blessing that's in store. But I don't know if this blessing going to override this curse. That's why prayer has got to come in. Something has to tip this scale. And if you're waiting on something to happen, it might just happen. So we've got to pray. We've got to fast and pray for Jerusalem. Our President Barack Obama has tipped the scale. And now what, what President Trump is trying to do is balance things back out. So there's going to be some tension. Watch this. Zechariah, another prophet. Chapter 14, verse 2 from the King James Version. I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. All these nations. God said, now since you're going to do what I told you not to do, I'm going to get all y'all together and come against Jerusalem. I'm going to settle this score once and for all. I'm going to show you who the real king is. So get all your horses, get all your manpower, get all your military pipe, might, get everything. Get God, get God, get all them folks over there and come on and meet me at Jerusalem. Since you want it, come on and meet me there. Mm-hmm. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses raffled, and the women ravished, and half the city shall go forth into captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. There's still going to be some, some Israelites remaining. There's going to be still some stuff going on there. Watch this. This is the conclusion. Then shall the Lord go forth. All this happened. And took Israel, took Jerusalem, finished set up the third, the third kingdom is built at this time. The third temple is built. This person, this Antichrist, is going to go in there now. And, 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 and dedicate it to a Muslim God. That's when all hell breaks loose. That's called the abomination of desolation. All right, this is all happening during this time. Then the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations, and when he, has, when, and when he fought in the day of battle, he's going to fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Now, let me tell you what happened. Let me read it, then I'm going to tell you what happened, okay? And his feet shall stand... In that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof towards the east and towards the west. And there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove towards the, mount, towards the north, and half of it towards the south. You will flee through the, this valley, for it will reach across to Isaiah. yes. You will flee as you did from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. 
the Lord, then the Lord, my God, will come and all his holy ones with him. Pastor, what does that mean? Let me help you. They make this peace treaty. They separate God's land. God's going to come down and he's going to sell this issue. Now what has happened in between this is the battle of Armageddon has taken place. That's how close we are to it, okay? Now that the battle of Armageddon has taken place, they've all come together to destroy Israel. And the clouds going to break free. And they're going to part. And this, and this, this awesome creator is going to come through on a horse. And I don't know if it's a literally horse or what, but it says a horse, okay? And on one side, for y'all who like tattoos, you're going to have on this side, king of kings. On the other side, you're going to have lord of lords. <laughs> all the nations gather together to fight and to wipe Israel off the map and to do all this crazy stuff, and here he come on a horse. And when he get off the horse, the Bible says his feet are going to touch Mount Olive and an earthquake going to happen. It's going to split, just like this split right here. He's going to walk down through the valley. What an interest. What an interest. What an interest. Can you imagine the glory that's going to hit the Mount of Olives when he come in? All this hell is going on. They talking about who valley this is, who house this is, who land this is. And here comes the King of kings, the Lord of all lords, step foot on that mountain. And all of a sudden, an earthquake shake and a divide. He walked down the Kedron Valley and said, I am that I am. That's the conclusion of the matter. What they're doing right now, today, in Paris, it ain't about nothing because we know the end. I'm not worried. I'm not afraid. I'm not being fearful of anything. I'm living my life. I'm thankful. I'm grateful because I know what the end going to be. And it's very soon. It's going to happen real soon. You better get it together because it's on his agenda. And it will not change. This is going to happen. You see this little part right here. The Lord, my God, will come and his holy ones with him. Guess who that is? That's us, baby. That means something has happened between, between right now and whenever this happened. We call it the rapture. We've got to be taken out before we can come back. It, some of this stuff went over some of y'all heads. The rapture of the church has to happen in order for us to come back with Jesus. There's another seven years, I know, at least for this earth before God clean it up. I just don't want to be here during those seven years. First three years are going to be cool. It seems like, oh, we got, we're finally getting things together now. We can bring back order. But after that, the Bible says the Antichrist is going to do something stupid. They're going to cause the abomination of desolation. And before you know it, all hell breaks loose. And he's going to show you what he's really like. The Bible says he called that great tribulations. They're getting ready to come upon this earth. Why? Because the earth has done something God told it not to do. All seven nations has come against Israel. So God said, I'm going to send you through some great tribulations. I'm going to teach you not to mess with me. That's getting ready to happen. 
You need to be ready. Any questions? If the foundations be destroyed, what are the righteous to do? If you see all this taking place, how should you be living? Don't let nothing stop you from living this life that God called you to live. He says, be ye holy, for the Lord thy God is holy. Bow your head. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.